There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Hello and welcome to the Born Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Dolson. Pete, how the devil are you? Still enthusiastic, and that's the main thing, <laughs> even after a year and a bit not being allowed into the shores of Japan. And, and look, if they're not going to take the vaccines, I don't think anyone's going to be visiting anytime soon, because it's a risk, isn't it? It's a risk. <laughs> Very upset with this news about the vaccine-shy Japanese. Yes. <laughs> For those of you that missed the episode of Wednesday, we did talk about that briefly. Um, Japan has only started doing vaccines recently because they're a nation of vaccine sceptics for various reasons that I need to read up on. But, uh, yes, hopefully they'll, they'll see the light now that uh, millions have had it around the world and there's not been any serious cases. God forbid. But I, st- I'm I, a serious I, I want case, it. mate. <laughs> How dare you? I'm a real serious case. Did, did you see, I can't remember to mention it on this last week's show, but I just love the story. It makes me so happy um, that they um, uh, that a man got called in early for his vaccine and he wasn't really sure why because he didn't have any underlying problems and he's quite young um, until he realised that the... Um, <laughs> that- the the, uh, the 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 surgery had him down as being six inches tall. Oh yeah, that was the UK, right? So he was clinically obese. Very enjoyable. He's <laughs> from Liverpool. Big fat pancake of a man. Oh god. And oh man, it's my favourite story. How did that happen? It? How did they screw up his height so badly? Is six. I don't know, he'd look like a big pancake or a big... He'd be like the size of a (laughs) tennis court. Six inches tall. (laughs) Six inches tall. Six inches tall, 16 stone. Fantastic. Well, did he get the vaccine, though, after being brought in an error? No, I don't think so, oh. no. Did you see? The, and, and also, like, I, I love these kind of, like, stories of like, people trying to... This rich couple pretend to be uh, a, a labourer or a, or, a, or a cleaner uh, or a care worker to try mm. and get, like, leap, leap, the, leap the line a little bit. And, and also, um, what else? I think two young women skipped the line to pretend they pretended they were like in the in the 70s uh in america um and they were getting a telling off um but they'd only had one jab they were going back for the second one incredible incredible behavior sneaky rascals uh you haven't had it yet have you no jabs for you no i've not no i have quite bad asthma i take uh drugs every morning and night i don't know why i've not been invited probably not regarded as being important old pd i'll just go over here and (laughs) <laughs> but um, well done to everyone who has got it. 
You're fifty percent of the. I quite like the world. You are. You're fifty percent of the abroad Japan podcast. Your life is invaluable. Like if something happens to yes. you, Pete, it would take me at least forty-five <laughs> minutes to find a replacement. <laughs> to it would find be someone else. So stressful. And the figures, and the figures would never recover to their original law state. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But I've had another busy day oh. editing yet another video. Um, at the time this podcast has come out. Hopefully the Kyoto video that I mentioned last week has come out about Kyoto townhouses. And I've got another yeah. video this week with Ryotaro. It's Ryotaro month. Like He's everywhere at the moment. We've been in like two videos together. <laughs> I've been on his channel at British Hills. And now we've got a video coming out where him and I stayed together in a traditional Japanese inn and had sake oh. in a forest. There was a sake brewery, right? That's lovely. It was really good. Like, there's a sake brewery. Uh, I don't, you've, you've, have you been on like a sake brewery tour anywhere? No, I, I, I think I, I, I went to one. Uh, I can't even remember where it Blumen was, but I went to one and uh, Niigata, I it? had a lovely time. Say again? Niigata. Niigata, yes, Niigata. Uh, yeah, and uh, I never actually went into the tour because I was too scared. That's the what? problem with being a bit of a bit of a scaredy cat. You want to experience things, you want to talk to people, but you're just too scaredy and you'll be on your deathbed and you'll be like, oh, I'm really annoyed I didn't go on that brewery tour in 2019. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I just kind of found myself on this... Um, in like the waiting room or like the, the the gift shop, so I picked up some 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 sake glasses and, and and went home to my Airbnb. I don't know why I didn't do it. I'm an idiot. I'm an absolute idiot. I love why that Awful. that that is going to be a deathbed moment. Like, oh no, should have gone on the Niigata Sake Brewery tour. <laughs> I wanted to try oh. some sake, some delicious sake. Well, you won't have to now <laughs> because we've we've done it in the video for you, Pete. You can watch it in oh. 4K. Hopefully, when the time this podcast comes out, the video will be out, and you can watch me drinking sake out of a glass by a river in a forest. Oh, it's going to be glorious. What a treat. It was good. Like I've been on these sake brewery tours. They're always rubbish. Like You probably... I think I even know the one you didn't go in in Igata because I've been there and it wasn't that good, apart from the free samples. Okay, so right. Just, just go into the, the the gift shop at the end and get the free samples and run. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this sake brewery... brewery all sake breweries, they they play up the importance of the water, right? They're like, there's only two ingredients in sake. One of them's water, so it's got to be good. So this sake brewery went to Ryotaro. The guy literally took us to the source of the spring up a mountain somewhere in a forest. Okay. And he like oh. he made us like drink the water. Tasted all right, I guess. Um, and then he, <laughs> he he brought he cracked out like a champagne bottle of sake, like this carbonated sake that was magical and we drank it in a in a glass while sitting in the stream it was it was pretty good actually and i felt bad for riotro because he can't drink um without breaking out into some sort of really bad health issues like he goes bright red and one if he drinks one glass of wine he needs to go to the hospital but the guy was like go on drink it yeah and he was like trying to save face and be nice he was like oh okay no well and he sort of you can see him like sitting oh, in the no. stream. Real Ross so healthy. Like he must be so healthy. He must be absolutely ripped. He's, <laughs> he's healthy, but I don't, yeah, he just for some reason, sadly, he can't. He's got like an allergic reaction to alcohol. Um, alcohol, right? Or maybe it's just yeah, but maybe it's just grain alcohol. Maybe you could try. <clears throat> he's tried all the different ones, all the different flavors: vodka, beer. Just try a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens. Tequila. <laughs> Find the quickest way to kill him. Uh, a nice well, you can make booze out of everything, can't you? Anything you can turn booze in. It'll be a nice twist uh, on the narrative of him always trying to kill me. Turn it around. Yeah. Give him some whiskey and Get some it. wine. Exact the revenge that I deserve. <laughs> We've got a story this week uh, from Terry. And the, st- the subject Ooh. header is, It could have been a disaster. 
Oh, that's, that is an enticing subject header. It begins, hello guys, I'm Terry from Snohomish, Washington. Is that a place? Snohomish? Sounds lovely. Snohomish? Snohomish. Snohomish. I wanted to tell you all about the only bad experience I had in Japan. Me and my wife took our first trip to Japan at the end of 2019 and we decided to save a little bit of money and take the overnight bus from Tokyo to Osaka instead of the bullet train. We figured saving a hundred bucks and not having to buy a hotel room for the two night uh, for the two nights would be a smart idea. The trip down to Osaka wasn't too horrible. The bus was nice with fancy chairs, but every few hours they'd stop at the Michino Eki uh, or rest areas. And this was the first hiccup of the trip. After trying to sleep on a bumpy, poorly driven bus for a few hours, I misunderstood our departure time in my sleep-deprived mind. Luckily, Japan being Japan, the bus driver came running into the smoking area and dragged me back to the bus, which was quite entertaining uh, unto itself, because I didn't speak Japanese and the driver didn't speak English. Now, the way back to Tokyo is when it got interesting. We planned to go back in the morning, and our plane home left that night. Uh, For some reason, there was a lot of traffic in the middle of the night, and our eight-hour bus journey quickly turned into 11. Good God, that's that's never good. Um, Can't stand night buses, let alone ones that are a lot longer than they need to be. Um, I was so sick. I don't mind the ones that have got little hammocks in them. I've I've done Glasgow to London before, and they've got little yeah, they've got little hammocks in them. It used to be like the Megabus. Megabus used to do a special sleeper one uh, with hammocks, and they they worked. They were they were nice. I liked it. Have you been on a Japanese night bus? Ain't no mega Alex. No, no, I haven't. Ain't no mega Alex there. Um, (laughs) Terry says, I was so sick of being on the bus that I decided to get off two bus stops ahead of our schedule uh, and uh, ahead of our departure stop and um, Mm. just take the subway the rest of the way. After not sleeping all night and being in a hurry to get off, my wife left her purse and passport on the bus. So there we were, standing in the outskirts of Tokyo with a few hours until our flight departure with my wife's passport on a random bus. I was able to ask a local to help us call the bus company on his phone and after some back and forth the bus company had no idea what to do. As a last ditch effort we took the subway to our scheduled bus stop and sure enough as we walked into the station the bus we were on pulled in moments later. My wife found her purse (laughs) sitting in the exact spot she left it and we were able to travel home. We were extremely lucky to get it back so the moral of the story is just take the damn bullet train. Thank you guys Uh, (laughs) P.S. One of the best travel experiences I've ever had was renting an electric bike and travelling all over Kyoto for a day uh, all the best Terry mm. what do you make of that yeah I, I, I mean that is incredibly fortuitous I, the things the things with flights I, I never know if it's a big like international flight that's like hours and hours and hours do, is it cheaper to rebook because I remember I turned up I, the only time I've ever had to rebook because I've done something stupid was um, turn up for my New Year's Eve Eve's flight to San Francisco mm. um, I was going out with a mate and uh yeah, we, I, I, I turned up and I did, just didn't have my passport with me. Like an absolute idiot. Um, so I had to book on, on a later flight and it cost me 400 quid. And I was like, Whoa. you know what? In the grand scheme of things, that is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And it was a nicer it was a nicer Virgin Atlantic uh, plane as well. That's great. <laughs> Second time around. Wonderful, wonderful. I mean, yeah. we, we've had a lot of stories over the years on this podcast about folks losing stuff. And very rarely mm. has it gone really badly wrong and they've not got it back. And I think that's quite reassuring. I'd say Japan... If I was to make a list of countries that are the safest place to lose your passport, your wallet, your mum, whatever. And your mind. Japan is the best <laughs> place mind. to to lose them because yeah. you'll get them back because people are pretty honest yeah. compared to the UK. Completely agree. Where if it's on the floor, it's yours for the taking. It's mine. It's mine now, isn't it? <laughs> 
I, I, I would be the most conscientious person uh, at Haneda Airport. I'd be like worrying about people's property and giving it back and giving it back to the service, you know, who, who the appropriate people are. But then as soon as I touch down at Heathrow or Gatwick, <laughs> a thief. I'm, I, it's just getting jammed in my pocket. <laughs> I'm shoplifting in Dixon's. I'm shoplifting in WH Smith's. I'm a real scumbag, baby. <laughs> we, we become the very country we live in and visit. Uh, yeah, I like that. Exactly. Do as the Romans do. But don't get the night bus. So I used to get the night bus a lot um, in my first few years when I had no money, and I hate it. False but economy? It's just it's just horrible, isn't it? The night bus is... Yeah. Oh, man, I remember... Because, I mean, I, I just imagine bus tickets in Japan are still fairly punchy. Like, it's not like $10. It'd be still still be a decent amount of money, but you... Because you always sort of think, oh, well, I'll just sleep on the way there. You won't. You just... Well, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> like, the, the, the night bus from Tokyo to Kyoto or Osaka is about $30, $40, I think. Um, right. Whereas the bullet train, you're looking at about $120. Although, I guess you do save the cost of... Um, finding somewhere to stay the night which is why I did it right you kind of save the price of the hotel and the bullet train so yeah it's a $150 saving but it's just not but fun you can't sleep you can't <laughs> sleep like the amount of times I've been stuck next to someone snoring their head off and you have to do that thing where you, you you're on the night bus for like 8 hours you sleep you don't sleep at all but you're not really sure how much sleep you've had so you sort of have to lie to yourself, right. like, yeah, body, we had six hours sleep. But your body's like, fuck <laughs> off. I know we've not no, even had didn't. two. And you have to go to war with yourself. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, yeah. But it is cheap. So, if, yeah. But also with the bullet trains, it's bullet trains are fun. You can sit on them. The one from Tokyo to Osaka as well, if you sit on the right-hand side of the bullet train, as you are going in the direction of Kyoto, uh, you will see Mount Fuji. You'll get a massively amazing view of it, as I did a few months ago on the way to um, film the Kyoto video that came out the other day. Got the most amazing view, and it was right after Journey Across Japan, uh, a trip in which I'd struggled to see it. And there it was, just on the bullet train, effortlessly. (laughs) So frustrating. But, uh, yeah, grab the bullet train. News this week, um, Japan has appointed... A minister of loneliness to help people home alone. Um, one of the sad things, while Japan has fared quite well in the face of the coronavirus, sadly it hasn't done so well uh, in terms of suicide rates. In 2020, for the first time in 11 years, suicide rates uh, in Japan went up uh, because people have been trapped inside, people have lost their jobs. Most surprisingly, while male suicides fell slightly, rates among women surged 15%, um, particularly mm. on October when the female suicide rate went up by more than 70%, um, which they think is due to uh, a celebrity who unfortunately took her life, Yuko Takuchi, uh, a really famous Japanese actress, took her life. And they noticed that uh, in her taking her life, you could see the rate of suicides sort of skyrocket straight like, afterwards. Right. So celebrity suicides yeah, lead I, I, to more. Know, I've sort of known people in my life who have um, taken their own life and and, mm. and it has come strangely after one of their friends uh, t- taking their lives and I think it's kind of, it's uh, it's obviously a, a bit of a panacea for people with, with um, you know, issues where they just think it's, it's the only way out, which, you know, I guess... It's hard to uh, argue against when when people are in that that frame of mind. So mm. yeah, very very sad. But uh, it, it, but like you say, it's it's interesting that the, the female side of things has gone up when when the male one hasn't quite so much. Weird. Well, I, I was quite confused when I first read that statistic, but it becomes quite clear why that might be once you read into it. Like Japan has seen a large rise in like single women living alone. Um, many of them 
a lot of a lot more Japanese women are sort of turning their back on marriage in recent years mm. just because it's not it doesn't often go that well you know people are choosing to yeah. just be solo um, and as a result because women aren't married they have to support their own lives and they don't have any permanent jobs like it's much tougher to get a good job as a as a woman in Japan and uh, so when something happens like the coronavirus they're here exponentially bad um, especially yeah. as I think the sectors that women work in are like you know we're talking tourism which has been absolutely decimated, decimated. in Japan in the yeah. last year so they're exponentially affected so that could be why don't know why but uh, yeah it's a very sad kind of situation and so Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga has uh, designated a cabinet post to alleviate social isolation Tetsu- uh, Tetsushi Sakamoto has been tapped for the job he will work to coordinate efforts across multiple ministries and agencies what I didn't know is the UK already has a designated loneliness minister um I don't know much about it, but apparently we've got one. We have one since 2018, mm. so it's been inspired well, by the UK. We're, uh, well, I imagine that we're, uh, you know, those loneliness uh, ministers are really earning their coin at the moment because <laughs> it's never been harder to meet people. Oh no! <laughs> well, let's hope. Uh, Disaster. Let's, let's hope this one. Let's hope Tetsushi Sakamoto does a better job than the uh, the chap who was recently overseeing <laughs> the Olympics a few weeks ago, who decreed that. Yeah. Uh, women aren't on the boards because they talk too much and they should be seen and not heard that's, that's wow <laughs> strong at least he's not strong bloody words. at least he's not the bloody minister of loneliness that would uh, yeah that would be the only way it could get <laughs> bloody worse but uh, yeah I mean people often ask about suicide in Japan why it's bad I think there's multiple reasons uh, one reason is we don't have the sort of stigma uh, I think religious reasons right I think in Christianity suicide is a sin is it not which looked historically, yeah, it is about yeah. Certainly, Catholicism find. Uh, I mean, everything's a sin in Catholicism. I, I can only speak for my own upbringing in in, in the uh, in, in a, a Catholic school. But mm. um, yeah, I, I think. But I think I'm um, more than anything else. I, I mean, I think if you, if you're if you're looking for a way out, I don't think anyone in heaven or on earth is good, is going to stop you. Quite frankly, but um, I th- do you not think it's just like the the way that they treat mental ill health isn't as um as as, as good as I think, as I think places and and there's a certain romanticism as well I don't well I, I guess I don't know about romanticism I know, I know with the culture of the samurai and how taking one's life there's no you know it seemed to be honorable there's no shame in it um even though it does devastate families and friends that have been left behind sadly uh, but uh, mm. I think yes mental health handled badly I think it's because People in Japan aren't allowed to open up. Like there's a, you know, it's a big part of the culture that you keep your thoughts to yourself. You don't share what you're really thinking. So it's always a surprise when someone uh, famous like Yuko Takeuchi takes their life because, you know, she just kept it to herself and then took her life, sadly. Um, People are less vocal about their mental health. So I think, yeah, I guess it's twofold. It's not seen, it's people aren't able to vent their thoughts and seek help. Mm. And they're also it's not seen as being a terrible kind of uh, terrible thing. It's seen as being hmm. not necessarily honourable, but there's not much shame attached to it. Um, so that's the twofold reason. But uh, it's it's encouraging that it's been going down, though. You know, Japan had a really bad rate. It used to have the highest suicide rate in the developed world, but over the last decade, they've had a lot of success in reducing it by around a third. So it's this unfortunate spike. Um, most surprisingly, male suicides fell, though, didn't they? They fell slightly. It's just women who have gone up 15%. So hopefully mm. this it will continue to go down after this uh, not-so-great year, and we can hopefully 
it will get better. But uh, we'll keep an eye on that story. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This week at Sukarnov. On the Luke and Pete show, Luke introduced me to some bizarre animal warfare. In the 70s, there was a... <laughs> I can't remember to say this, but I promise you it's true. <laughs> there was a war, an actual war, between rival chimpanzee clans that went on for over four years. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on Abroad in Japan, Chris is facing off against a natural disaster. So the same day that I'd run out of fuel, right? I was like, well, I made it in one piece. Thank you, God. And then, then like, five hours later, the worst earthquake I've ever experienced. It was a 15-storey building shaking from side to side. It went on so long, I was like, this hotel's coming down, and I don't want to be in it when it does. Listen to Abroad in Japan and the Luke and Pete Show, available on your favourite podcast player. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. What we got in the fax machine this week, Mr Donaldson? We've got a message from, as my blooming mobile phone freezes in front of my very eyes, we've got a message uh, from, oh, bloody thing, honestly, that's that spooky picture from last week, <laughs> from just, it's just spooking me out. Um, we've got a message uh, from uh, Stephen, again, I don't know what it is, are, th- are people getting romantic after uh, uh, after Valentine's Day? Um, basically, uh, this guy got into a situation uh, with uh, a woman in, um, in Tokyo that uh, he met met on, on Tinder and he was in a place where he he didn't speak the language he didn't um, know anybody he'd, he'd, he'd been with friends and he'd gone uh, he, I'm kind of paraphrasing because the email's rather long and, and involved but basically this guy met a woman on Twi- on, on, on Tinder um, went, for, went for a date mm. neither of them spoke each other's uh, language and over the next three days they just spent all of their time on little pocket translators uh, oh, getting getting in you know and they got a bit intimate at points so you kind of think that maybe that that's what it what it was all about. Can you, I, I know, Chris? You, you obviously spend a lot of time uh, speaking to people who don't speak excellent English. But can you really find out anything about uh, the other person if you're spending all of your time just kind of like typing something into a mobile phone and then and then smashing it over to the other person? It's all a little bit uh, weird, isn't it? Well, my first relationship with a Japanese my Japanese girlfriend was like that. Effectively, the language right. barrier was bonkers, and it never got much better you, you, you kind of just <laughs> the, the conversations just I, I think in hindsight looking back at it now the conversations are very boring but at the time it was very mm. exciting I was learning new things new English uh, sorry new Japanese and she was learning English right so it was this kind of kind of educational mm. experience and after a year or two that educational experience turned to frustration when we couldn't still have a serious conversation about politics or science or history which is what I do 
when I'm sitting at a bar. Oh, yeah, you do that all the time, don't you, mate? Yeah. You know, you're a real history, science, <laughs> politics buff, you are, mate. Yeah, always going on about that. I love cracking wow. up some geopolitical, some geopolitics <laughs> over a drink, and we couldn't do that. It was just like, oh, do you like this chicken? She's like, yes, it's good, isn't it? Oh, like, oh that's, that's nice. And, it's, you know, it's, yes, yeah, doing with the dictionary. It's fun for the first bit, yeah. but then it, it's not fun. But we did have a nice story last yeah. week, didn't we, of Daniel and Ayumi. And uh, for those of you who missed it, I encourage you to go back and listen because we had two stories mm. about Tinder. One of them didn't end so well. One of them ended very well with marriage uh, spoilers. Mm. And um, so, I don't know, I'm just, I'd still love to do a video on Tinder uh, and the culture of dating. I think it's very exciting and interesting. Um, even yeah. though I don't know if I'd have much success on Tinder myself. But, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think I think sort of saying, can I film this would probably <laughs> limit your... Uh, can I film my date, please? I think that would probably limit your, limit your choices. I don't think anybody would get involved with that. But, <laughs> but look, it's the time of year where you can get out and take people on great dates because um, the, the, the Hanami, the, the Sakura, is kind of in at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, the old, uh, the old Sakura starting to spring up already in South Japan. And we've got White Day coming up as well, you know, the day where guys have to give girls things. And I have to give... Uh, I think I've got to make stuff for the girls on Tokyo Creative. They made me some chocolate stuff. Yes, I saw yeah. that. There was some, it, it looked like um, that really posh hotel chocolate stuff you see at uh, train stations and at airports. I was, I was very impressed with some of the creations they came up with. Oh, yeah, I mean, Charlotte and Aki did all right. Emma did the chocolate arse, which was <laughs> unpleasant and, um, yeah, awful. <laughs> so I've got to think of something. Where did she even get that? Where did she even get that mould from? I've probably made it herself. I don't fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to ask her, actually. That's a bit worrying. But what can I make them? You're a genius of creativity. What can I make them? Matt, chocolate. Oh. Nothing crude, Pete. Oh, out of chocolate. It's family friendly. Um, uh, just, just to, you know, like when people on the internet, they make like massive cream eggs. Right. Like one of those bad boys. Chocolate like kind cream of. Egg. Uh, yeah, like they make like a big cream egg. Uh, they, they sort of, um, they, they sort of melt down chocolate and then. You know, get make all of the mallow from inside, and then yeah, they just make a massive cream it's egg. Horrible. It's filled with uh, it, oh, it's disgusting. I it just trust me that it looks absolutely disgusting. I remember but, I yeah. gave I, I I don't know if they have chocolate eggs outside the UK. I don't know if our North American friends have them there, or you know. But I remember I gave one to Natsuki as a gift once, and he was really confused. He thought it was like an actual egg, and he got like some bread and dipped it in, <laughs> you know, a bit off the top. <laughs> And stuck some bread, some toast in the cream, and uh, <laughs> tried to eat it like a normal egg. So that yeah, kind of kind of works, I guess. But I think video, um, I remember um, I remember watching a guy. Um, was I watching a guy? It was, it was a, either way. They either no. I think I was watching a guy. I think I, I'm mixing very <laughs> easily things I've seen on the internet and things I've seen myself. But. Um, yeah, chocolate egg, uh, like um, if you're familiar, but cream eggs, they have cream in the middle. And, and this guy had a paper towel, he was on the tube, northern line, coming out of Morden, and he's, and he's just biting into the top. Oh, God. And he's taking ages to eat this bloody, he's making a real mess of it. Ugh. He's got chocolate all over his hands, he's got chocolate all over the, um, the paper towel. He's an absolute joker. Yeah, he, he just spent ages eating this single. Chocolate egg. Ooh. It was the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen. I felt oh, like horrible. just giving him a shake and going, "Stop making a meal, a literal meal, out of this chocolate egg, you ridiculous human <laughs> being." It's terrible. Imagine if he did that in Japan, just getting chocolate all over the walls and stuff like that. Ooh, <laughs> gross. 
<laughs> I'll reenact that for my white day treat for the girls. Yes. Somehow. So in summary, I don't know what to make or what you should make for the for the girls. Well, there's still time, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Give me some ideas. What can I make out of chocolate for uh, for yeah. Aki, Charlotte, and Emma? Let us know at abroad in Japan Podcast at gmail.com. Keep the stories, questions coming into the fax machine. But for now, guys, enjoy uh, the beginning of your week and we'll be back on Wednesday to do it all over again on the Abroad in Japan podcast. Have a good one. Peace out, Seacrest. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 